Hello and welcome as I overpower your mic, the uh, speakers here, uh, to Atomic Geekdom. That's what we're doing here. Uh, cut. Take two. Here we go. Hello and welcome to Atomic... I did it again. Atomic Geekdom. Uh, okay, cut. Take three. Here we go. <clears throat> Hello and welcome to Atomic Geekdom. My name is Dave. This is the NPR version of Atomic Geekdom, where we're going to talk about sweaty balls. That's not true. Uh, we're going to talk about all kinds of cool stuff today. Uh, first, got to get something off my chest before I interview my fellow hosts. Uh, the hostess with the mostesses. Um, I am riding high off a pre-workout energy drink, and it's uh, going to be an interesting hour here. But, uh, so here's my rant. My uh, I'm going to jump up on the Atomic Geekdom Soapbox. I dislike podcasts that have 17 ads interspersed within an hour broadcast. Um, no, granted, I could just push that button and it jumps ahead however many seconds I decide to set that button to do. And I understand these little podcasts do these for free, and this is their way of getting some kind of money or uh, some kind of sponsorship, and I totally get it because, hey, I'm about to do an ad to you in a minute here. But um, it's it, at least you know it's in the beginning, and I'm not going to do it in the middle of the show randomly, and it's, it's, it's it, I feel like it's an abuse, and they're hurting me physically and mentally, and I'm not going to take it anymore. Just kidding. Uh, no, I, they do get annoying, but I just was just listening to a podcast. Yeah, I got in the shower specifically just to listen to this podcast while I was in the shower. The second I got in, a 20-minute ad went on, and I'm like, well, that was a waste of me jumping in the shower to listen to this podcast because now I just heard an ad about Sealy Mattresses, and I don't care about Sealy Mattresses. All right, anyway, that was a minute and 40 minutes of me talking about absolutely nothing. So to join me to talk about better things, uh, we have Kyle. Hi, I'm Stan Twitter. Jesus. Uh... <laughs> And uh, to jo- also join me and not talk about Twitter fads, I hope, is also Johnny. Hi. There it is. Um, how are you gentlemen doing today? Doing well, living the life, eat, work, repeat, all that junk. I think you're forgetting to pray in there somewhere, bud. And love. Yeah. Isn't it oh, eat, I pray, love? my original statement. <laughs> all right fair enough you heathen um yeah so very quickly uh because this very weekend in one day actually well this episode comes out on wednesday and on thursday we will make our sojourn down to chicagoland uh for wizard world chicago uh, kyle and myself unfortunately johnny was scheduled to appear but he has uh, other obligations he's going to be on set that day we'll say He's, he's, on, yep. He's got I'll ske- be on, on set collecting that paycheck. That's right. Scheduling conflicts may, have made Johnny had to back out of our appearance at Wizard World. But Kyle and I will do our best to fill the void left from Johnny. Which Thanks, me- guys. Which means Kyle Kyle has to hold the microphone and be on air. It's going to be funny. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just kidding. If he's not comfortable, I'll do it. Or maybe we can make very pregnant photographer Liz do it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, how great would it be if she gave birth at the con? That would be <laughs> that, bad. That'd be excellent. During an interview with Sean Hunter, <laughs> or or Will Friedel, or Will Friedel. Yeah, I should. Oh, I know that guy. I should have probably used his real real person name. Um, no, Terry. but uh, uh, so Wizard World's in Chicago this weekend, and I believe you can still get general admission tickets as of today. And we would love to help you save twenty percent on those general admission tickets by. At checkout, using the code ATOMIC20. Johnny, how do you spell ATOMIC? You spell it A as in apple. T. This was a mistake. As in Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> o as in, oh my god, a Tyrannosaurus. <laughs> M as in, my god, Tyrannosaurus. I as in, I see a Tyrannosaurus, but not, would not. So in this case, it's like, um, you don't, so you take the E and, uh, the Y and the E away, and then you just put the letter I in. So the letter I as an igloo for, I see a Tyrannosaurus and then C as in see that Tyrannosaurus over there. But in this case, what you do is you take the S and the, and the E and the uh, second E away and you replace it with the letter C. So it's <laughs> C as in cat for C, I see a Tyrannosaurus. And then the number 20. <laughs> Kyle, how would you the what? Sp- Sorry. And then the number twenty, <clears throat> atomic twenty. Um, 
that's not familiar. That, that, that's the co- okay. Uh, Kyle, how would you? Two is in twenty. That's right. And O. No zero. I mean zero, <laughs> as in the second number in twenty. Did you're right? You are right. Kyle. Right. How... Okay. Quick recap. A <laughs> is an apple, right? Yep. T is in. I think you know what I'm going to say here. That's right. Pterodactyl. <laughs> oh. <laughs> All right. Shut up, Dave. <laughs> I, hey, I thought that was funny. <laughs> I did not see that coming. All right. Uh, yes. Atomic 20. Use that at checkout for uh, general admission tickets to, uh, right now, I think, any uh, Wizard World show. If you have any problems, just hit us up on Twitter at Wizard World. We'll get that fixed for you pretty quickly. We've done it before in the past. Uh, you'll save 20% on, on your general admission tickets. One day, two day, three day. This year at Chicago, it's faux days. Faux. Like, like faux-dy. Faux. I just want to keep saying that now. Um, Not not like the Vietnamese soup, but the number. Faux. Oh, isn't that pho? I don't know. I say it however I want to say it because I'm eating oh, you. Sorry. And I sorry. paid for it. <laughs> so, Oof, and I'm supporting bad. I'm supporting Vietnamese culture in America. No, I think, I think you're right. I think it is pho. But anyway. Um, so I do apologize. Yes. So Atomic 20 at checkout for Wizard World general admission tickets. Uh, by doing that, we get nothing, but you help, you know, support, uh, this little podcast by letting them know that you listen to us and that we referred you there and you're going to go see a very cool convention. I think Johnny would agree. They're pretty fun. They are pretty fun. You get to meet. I enjoy them quite a bit. What's your favorite part about, uh, you know, as a fan going to Wizard World? Um, just getting to say hi to the to the voice actors mm-hmm. you guys know i'm a big fan of of meeting voice actors so just being able to like hop in a quick line and say i'm you know i'm not buying anything i would if i could but i just want to say hello and they're always like so kind they're always so nice yes so that's my favorite part is just getting to meet and chat for like 30 seconds with someone who i admire there you go all right kyle do you have a favorite part of the convention as a fan uh it's Seeing everyone there, seeing all the cosplayers, and walking around at all the booths and staring at everything that I cannot afford. Yeah, that's not depressing. Uh, (laughs) That's great, buddy. Own it. Um, Kyle, do you have a favorite memory from one of the Wizard Worlds you've attended? Um, Yes, it is uh, standing in line and speaking a little bit to Kevin Conroy and then getting his autograph and picture. Awesome. Oh, that's a good one. Jonathan, same question. Ooh. Uh, I think that, you know, the one that I reflect on the most, then I'm like, man, I wish I could relive that memory is when I got uh, got to meet Carrie Payton, uh, oh. the dude who plays Ezekiel was that in The Walking Dead. Was that Wizard World or C2E2? Cyborg. What's that? Was that Wizard World or C2E2? Oh, did you specifically say Wizard World? Well, I, I don't know the difference between them. Dave. I don't think it matters. <laughs> I don't know the difference between them. Anyway, yeah. I met Carrie Payton, and that was such a big deal for me because I because he's a voice actor as well. He voices Aqualad and Young Justice and Cyborg and Teen Titans and Cyborg and Teen Titans Go. And I think he's he was so kind. He gave me like three bro hugs. That was fantastic. Although I think I forced the third one on him, <laughs> so I feel slightly guilty about that. So if I could turn back time, I sing that. Give him two significant bro hug thank you if i could find a way oh no not again oh oh wow way way to just leave you hanging there yeah that's my that's my favorite memory although uh (laughs) my my, uh, wizard world i think for sure wizard world was when we got to meet uh the cool group of people is the very first one i went to and we met some of the other people who were there as press the fellow networking uh fellow fellow networking people but they're all like pretty cool but we met uh mike annie and danielle and i think they're all pretty cool people so that was that was pretty hype i like that uh outside of them i met another person and i've been in contact with him quite a bit and he's a very nice person so i'll give a shout out right now to mr jeremy bailey oh you guys are always talking to each other yeah we chatted up quite a bit he's actually you guys are such best friends he's helped me out with a lot of video and uh photographer questions because he does that for a living so um that was some good stuff so what a great memory yeah he was he's a nice guy i i really uh my favorite wizard world memory would probably be interviewing michael rooker because it was a very big learning experience 
Uh, <laughs> and he was he was actually you know for as intimidating as I like to say he is he was just a super nice guy so uh, really helped me kind of navigate my way around uh, this thing that we do. Um, and, yeah, and hell put, yeah. Put me at ease. So uh, make these memories your yourselves. Go out to Wizard World. There's a whole bunch of shows coming up. Uh, let's see. Let me pull up the schedule here real fast. I'm sorry. I should have been a little bit more prepared and my internet's not cooperating. Don't worry. I'll hop in real quick and keep this train rolling. All you got to do is type in atomic 20, get yourself 35% off any ticket, Whoa. anywhere, nope. anytime, nope. Nope. any place. Nope. nope. All you got to do atomic 20, 40 to 45% off everything. Nope. False advertising. <laughs> so coming Fake up, news. coming up Fake this news. week. That's right. That's right. Snopes has debunked you. Um, <laughs> Chicago's this weekend, Tulsa, September 7th through 9th, Austin, September 21st to 23rd, Sacramento, October October 5th through 7th, and then Springfield, Montgomery, and Madison rounds out the rest of the year. So uh, I believe we'll be at Madison. So look for you can look for us there. But as of right now, you can try to find John. I'm sorry, sorry, Johnny, uh, Kyle, and myself. Um, if you do, seek us out. If you're cosplaying, let us know. Hit us up on Twitter at Atomic Eats, and we'll come and get you on film and on. Uh, some pictures and stuff for our Instagram and for our YouTube video that we usually do at these conventions. So, yeah, that'd and be really great. I think right now our our only interview opportunity, although I do intend to hustle, so we might get more. But right now, uh, the only one we've got, and it's a big one to me. It's not really like the only one, but uh, it's it's the Boy Meets World cast. So uh, Ben Savage, Danielle Frischel, Will Friedel, and Ryder Strong. So nice. And yeah. Uh, it's going to be a good time. Hopefully we can squeeze in some other ones like Matt Ryan, uh, maybe James Marsters. Um, oh, I love, that's, that's, I think the one that I'm most disappointed in missing is James Marsters. What do you like him from? Um, well, okay. So I never watched, I never religiously watched Buffy, but whenever I did, when it was on TV and I didn't change the channel, I loved Spike. Spike was the best. Nice. So that's what I remember him from most, Okay. but he's done a lot of voiceover work. And I think I said this on another episode or maybe when we were chatting that he voices my favorite um incarnation of lex Luthor. aside yeah. from um not pow who's the other guy not powers booth who voices him normally mr krabs who uh, is it? clancy brown clancy brown clancy brown's obviously the the go-to lex Luthor guy but james marsters voiced him in superman doomsday and of all the ones that they've kind of got someone else to do it for i thought he was fantastic and of course king piccolo from dragon ball evolution we don't talk as, about that one as kyle knows kyle, kyle loves, loves it. it that's his favorite did you know that the only reason King Piccolo was green in that movie was because James Marsters pushed for it? <laughs> really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. He pushed it, for that and he couldn't do anything else with that movie? Look, he he's <laughs> I think he did fine for what the movie is. I think he was an okay King Piccolo. Um but yeah, apparently he was like albino at first and and uh at some point during production James Marsters was like he's got to be green. You know that, right? So in post they made him green. Wow! Look at I, that. We're there's learning. There's so many wrong things about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> so many. Mm. Oh man. Well, anyway, fun. meet James Marsters yourself. Atomic Twenty. Save fifty to sixty percent <laughs> off on I any would... ticket for any place. You go to any booth. You say, "I got the Atomic Geekdom Atomic Twenty code," and they're like, "Here's sixty-seven percent off this item you wanted." And that's what you get. I was actually laughing and talking, and I forgot I muted myself while I coughed, so uh, oh. I could have avoided that all over again. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. All right, so that's here. that's our cheap plug there for the Wizard World, and uh, now we're going to get into the meat and potatoes of uh, what we have chosen to talk about. It has been 20 years. That's right, 20 years. The year was 1998. The world, a much simpler place. Mm -hmm. Our president was Bill Clinton. Think about that for a minute. We had two two Clintons in office. I mean, it was really Mrs. Clinton running things, I think, and he was busy, you know. <laughs> you know. Johnny knows. Uh, <laughs> I did not have relations in that office. And and we're coming right off the heels of Al Gore inventing the internet and being our vice president all at the same time while, Al Gore. while fighting Man Bear Pig. Mm. <laughs> Uh, oh, pick. Dave, a young Dave was, uh, what, let's see, August 98. Uh, boy, he was a, just about to be a senior in high school. Oof. Oof. That's, boy, are you guys all old. That was a good summer. What a summer it was. It was pre-Columbine. 
You didn't worry about having to go through metal detectors or being killed at school. Just picked on. That's all. Just picked on. Anyway. Uh, oh, no. There, there, was, there was no Marvel Cinematic Universe at this point. We had Batman movies, but they were really bad. Um, well, I guess it depends on your opinion, but Batman and Robin had come out already, I believe, by this point. Uh, I think, I think we can all admit that Batman and Robin is objectively the worst one. <laughs> I hope we can. I hope. Uh, but I'm sure I'm sure it's got its fans, you know? Everything does. You never leave the cave without it. Well, if you like it because it's bad, that's not saying it's good. That's saying it's true. bad. True, true. Right. So even the weirdos that are like, I love watching Batman and Robin, even they are like, <laughs> because it's bad. Yes. Yeah, Batman and Robin had come out in 97, so that was the last Batman movie before Batman Begins. So we haven't had Batman Begins yet. We haven't had Iron Man. Uh, we didn't even have X-Men yet. X-Men would come out in 99, I want to say. Uh, uh, 2000. 2000, okay. So it was the summer, yeah, I we, think, of 2000. Yeah, July 2000. And we didn't, yep. and we didn't hit Spider-Man yet either. Nope, Spider-Man would be after uh, X-Men as well. Uh, that was 2001. Uh, no, two, 2002. Right? Uh, 2002 because they had to, uh, yeah, it was 2002 because it was after nine 11. That's right. Yep. Um, see this eventually my brain will start to work. Um, and I'll be able to remember dates. So all we had were the, 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 the four Batman movies. We had the, the original Superman movies, uh, in the world of Marvel cinematically. Uh, actually I think blade was the first, cinematic movie outside of Howard the Duck to get a theatrical release. The Punisher and Captain America have both had films made, but they never saw theatrical releases in the U.S. Mm. So there you the go. The Dolph Lundgren one didn't show in America? Nope. Not in theaters. Uh, the Roger the Roger Corman Fantastic Four was filmed, but never released anywhere. Yep, you're right. You're right. That uh, was in what, 94? Yeah, 94, yeah. 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 And I we did get steel, though. You're right. You're right. You did get steel. <laughs> uh, I, I want to go back and watch that. I snuck I it in know. there. The, the topic of our conversation today is the 20th anniversary of Wesley Snipes' Blade. Yeah. Um, yeah. Man, I you know I know you guys are younger. Um, I saw this movie in the theater when it first came out, and I loved it. I was a huge... We had talked about it already. It's going to be another mention. I was a huge Buffy fan. I loved vampire movies in general. Uh, this is pre-Twilight BS, uh, you know, ruining with the, the vampire mythology. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah, Blade the Daywalker. I didn't know a whole lot about Blade from the comics. I wasn't a big... I didn't read a lot of Spider-Man um, in the day. You know, I watched the cartoon. And so that's what I knew about Blade. And I don't even know if the Blade cartoon... The Blade Spider-Man cartoon had come out yet when the Blade movie... Um, it, it was before... I thought it was definitely before the movie. I want to say it was like 96. Uh, yeah, because I don't know. X-Men was 92 and Spider-Man came after that. So it had to have been before Blade. Yeah. Yeah. So because because that's because it was it was the episodes with uh, Morpheus, the vampire. The... Morbius. 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 Ah, sorry. <laughs> well, the comic book origin of Blade is very different. He wasn't. um he wasn't a daywalker to begin with when at first he was just a dude uh, who yep. fought vampires. Uh, but eventually in the 90s, they changed it to be a daywalker. And he was actually made a vampire by Morbius, uh, who was being possessed by or controlled by some other guy while Blade and Spider-Man were fighting uh, Morbius together. Um, and Morbius, I thought, was kind of a cool character, too, but very weird. Like, his wasn't his, like, suckers on his hand? Yes, they were. Real weird. Mm-hmm. Real weird. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, Can't wait to see the solo Morbius film. Oh yeah, it's it's a coming. Um, <laughs> so uh, the Blade came out. Blade movie came out. Little fanfare. I mean, at this point, comic book movies weren't all the rage, and I think a lot of people that saw this movie didn't really even know it was a comic book movie, unless you were like you know diehard geek, um, you know, with the long boxes and all that, uh, or watching the Spider Man cartoons. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when it came out, it didn't do terribly it actually did very well uh for what it was because i think the notoriety of wesley snipes um was a big name back then in the 90s yeah and yeah, it was, was huge that was a big get for them yes absolutely and in general it was a really good action movie the fight sequences in that movie are fantastic um, oh, yes. and a lot Especially of that, the first fight 
Yes, yes. The mo- the open of this movie is really good. And what's shocking, I don't know if it's shocking actually, but this I, I watched it today to to prepare for this episode. Um that movie holds up. It's it doesn't really feel dated. No, I'm I mean uh the, yeah, the special really effects much, dated the special horribly. Effects are but aside dated, from that. But like there's not much like in terms of technology, I guess you could say it's dated. Um I mean there are old CRT style computer screens in the background. Sure, sure. But no cell phones. Right. No cell phones and uh just the nineties garb. Well, yeah. so I think the question is when it, when you when you say a movie holds up, are you saying that if that movie was made today and set in the time in which it was originally filmed, does it still work? You mean if it was released today as a '90s movie? Right. Okay, let me. Mm. I, I have to kind of think about what I meant by holds up. Let me think about it for a second. Because uh... I think it does. I think the I I think you could even say let's say hypothetically they came out with that movie these days mm-hmm. and said we're making this as if it was made in the nineties oh then okay. the special effects hold up I you know when the the the, the slaying of the vampires I thought that effect was rad I thought yeah, that, that was really good really good there's yeah. one in particular he kind of throws the guy as he killed him and the the skeleton like hits a pipe like as if the body did. And it just mm-hmm. looks super cool as it's like you know fading into ash or whatever it kind of does like fiery, like I don't know. I, I thought that effect was really cool. There's certain things like the prosthetics for some of those vampires. You could totally tell like the how much they're jutting out of their mouths like a mouth guard. <laughs> like it, it's it's real obvious. But yep. um, yeah, the opening of that movie is real fun with the bloodbath and the 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 music. I think is what really dates it. Uh, it's very techno rave style music in this movie. Yeah, it's- it's all before. I mean, a year before Matrix comes out, so you can yeah. definitely have that that feel coming up of what the late, very late '90s was about. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Um, but uh, what is your earliest memory of this movie itself, Blade? Uh, let's start with you, Kyle. Uh, I honestly don't remember. But you're the youngest. I, <laughs> I, I am, but I don't remember. The, I do not remember the first time I've I saw this movie. Wow. I hmm. it's or nor do I like remember the sequel um when I first saw it so it's it's but I just know that I liked the this movie mm-hmm. it was just different than everything else I think by the time I, the sequel had come out um I probably saw that like opening weekend I was that excited for it because nice. of the because of the first one being so good yeah I I think I think it had to do something like with how X-Men and Spider-Man uh, came around, or maybe... or maybe Sure, kind of maybe, just, yeah. Just looking into that and seeing how, what other Marvel films there were. Well, with Blade 2, we're not going to talk too much about the other two movies. We're going to touch on it just, you know, transcendentally, but not really get it too far into it. But Blade 2 was, you know, a, a young, up-and-coming director by the name of Guillermo del Toro's movie. Mm-hmm. He directed that one, and you can definitely feel his influence in that movie. With uh, the practical creature effects and that kind of stuff, um, and yeah, when when you go back and watch it, knowing Guillermo del Toro now, yeah, you you get that feeling. With the exception of it's very unlike Guillermo del Toro to have those really really CG fight scenes. Yes, remember the, when they're fighting in front of the lights? And yeah, they're that, that, stuff? One that was that that oh. feels like. That feels like the studio going, That's... we need a, a killer fight scene here. Right, and he's right. like, well, we can stage it this way. And they're like, no, 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 from the computer. Right. And that idea is so cool with the lights and everything, but that's that ni- early or late 90s, early 2000s CGI where everything's real like soft and rounded, mm-hmm. I guess is the best way to describe it. I just remember people not looking like people. Uh, like Matrix is one of those as well. Like uh, when there's the, all the all the Agent Smiths attacking Neo. Oh yeah, and um, Matrix Two. Yeah, Reloaded. Yeah, I just call it Matrix Two. It doesn't deserve anything else. Um, oh, I hated. Fine. I hated the second one. It's uh, fine. I didn't really. It's okay. Better than the third one. I I can't say hate. I didn't like the two sequels. Let's just put it that way. Um, they got very one. Jesusy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh. <laughs> All right, back to Blade, who is also quite Jesus-y. Um, yes. So, uh, Johnny, did I ask you your earliest memory of the movie? You didn't. 
please. Yeah? What? What is your earliest memory of this movie? <laughs> oh! Um, well, so I was 12 when it came out, and good, my good, good. parents were not cool with me watching movies like that yet, so I ended up watching it at a friend's house when it came out on DVD. There you go. Or Blu-ray? No. Nope, VHS? not yet. I think it was VHS. Not, not blue, did I say Blu-ray? VHS. Yeah, yeah VHS. <laughs> no, we were getting into DVDs. In 99? No. Yeah, yeah, 99 was all VHS. It's VHS. I'm I pro- sure we had DVDs. I didn't anyway, buy it. It was probably VHS though. <laughs> okay. But I watched it at my friend Sean's house. Maybe he and... had. A, maybe he was one of those rich kids. And had a, he was first... not one of the rich. Kids. Oh, okay, okay. No. <laughs> <laughs> so we definitely watched it VHS. Yeah. Um, you know what? I'm re- I'm remembering when I started collecting DVDs and uh... I got Blade and Blade Two, and I was super Blade, excited. Blade was one of those cardboard DVD cases that had the plastic thing that opened. Oh, okay. Oh. Okay. The bigger DVD uh, cases, yeah. But uh, but I remember really, really loving it, and it was it, it was even more special because it was one of those movies I wasn't allowed to see. Oh, there you so go. So I had to go to my friend's house to watch it, and uh, and I at the time I didn't know a lot about comics. I knew like you know the Flash, but that was that was pretty much it. Sure. I sure. didn't know that there were any there was anyone else other than Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, and Flash. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, it was like I had so much fun watching that movie. I thought it was killer. I thought it was. Um, I mean, I was young. <laughs> I was young, and I was like, "This is incredible! How did they do this?" Yeah, yeah. Uh, the again, the fight sequences were great. The stuff, the story was fun. Um, a good story. There was, you know, for for a young person, you know, our age and your age, there's some good jump scares in there. Nothing real horror-y. Um, horror-y is a word I just created. Um, it wasn't too much of a horror movie, more of a sci-fi action movie. And then, you know, now we lump it into the comic book genre because that it is based on a comic book character. Yeah. Um, and this was, you know what I remember most when I was a kid watching that movie, I'm sorry to interrupt you, Dave. Did you want to keep going or nope, you want nope. me to go? Go ahead. Me? Yes, okay. please. Um, you know what I remember most when I saw that movie, I remember when the movie was over, I was like, that whole thing with the mom was weird. Yes. I didn't really care for that very much. No. I remember that stuck with me, I think, forever. Like, I remember the mom stuff is real weird. What are you doing? Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> this is this is not okay. So, so that threw me off a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it she just was hot, though. Yes, she was. Yes. Yes, she was. Uh, both both of his leading ladies in that movie were, were quite attractive. Hell Indeed. yeah. The doctor and his mother. Um, so this was written by David S. Goyer. Back in the good days of David S. Goyer work, uh, he did he had Bla- good days. Well, Blade. I mean, uh. okay, day, good day. <laughs> uh, he <laughs> he got wrote lucky once. He wrote all three of the Blade movies, and he's more commonly known as uh, helping work with the Dark Knight trilogy. So there's those as well. He didn't write them by himself, but he helped collaborate. I, you, they don't feel like David. No, movies. no. They feel like they feel like um, what's his name, Jonathan Nolan movies. Christopher? No, Jonathan. Oh, his he's brother. Christopher's brother. Right, yeah, right, he's right. a writer. Um, he here's a good one. Dark City. He wrote Dark City. I like I like Dark City a lot. Dark City's pretty good. All right. Yeah. He got three. He got Blade, Blade <laughs> Two, and well, Dark here's, City. Here's the thing. He wrote it with three other people. So. Oh well, then he doesn't even get credit. There you go. <laughs> uh, Man of Steel. Yeah, Man of Steel, Batman v Superman, and we're starting to see here. Uh, also directed four feature films: Zigzag, which I've don't remember ever hearing about, but starred Wesley Snipes and John Leguizamo. Um, yeah, I saw that. Blade Trinity he directed. The Invisible, which I remember when had Justin Chatwin in it. Um, Chris Marquette. It's uh, about... You mean Goku? That's right. Stop it. That's why I Stop mentioned it. him. That's why I mentioned him. <laughs> and then The Unborn, which has maybe my favorite movie poster of all time with Odette Eustman's butt. Um, she's in front of a mirror, and she's just in her underwear. And it's it's a, it's a nice padunkadunk. What's, what's it called again? <laughs> the unborn. It's I've uh. I've never heard of that. This was after movie. Cloverfield. She was in Cloverfield, and this was the movie after that. And here, let me just uh. Was was the unborn the one with Gary Oldman? Um, let's find out here. Why isn't this working? All right. I feel like he played the priest in that. Gary oh. Oldman, you are correct. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not a priest, but he was he was some Scott Rain figure. Yeah, yeah. So Gary Oldman and Idris Elba's in that too. 
Oh, I love it. Just about you guys. And then music by Ramon, Ram, Raymond Jawadi, who does like oh, so, Iron Man. so many. And, well, uh, he does a lot of TV shows now. Uh, Game of Thrones, uh, Prison Break, Westworld. He's yeah, a. Would you look at this poster? You yeah. could buy it. You could buy it at Walmart. Weird. <laughs> uh, Walmart.com. Probably not in the store. No. I don't know why that would be in the store right now. That would be weird. I'd have to talk to the store manager and say, "What are you doing?" And congratulations. Idris Elba should have been played. He still could. Yep, he's British, and that's what Blade was too. He Blade could in the comics was British. He could still. I mean, Wesley's still trying to get back into the Blade business as of 2014. Yeah, he's really trying, isn't he? I would too. <laughs> you see the Marvel. I mean, they Marvel has him back now, or for a while he has. Yeah. Um. I mean, this was this was a New Line Cinema film, so yeah, back in the day. <laughs> so anyway, it was written by David S. Goyer, who's got a. a bumpy track record that's right uh the controversy about this movie is okay so blade was created by marv wolfman and gene cologne or cologne uh they sued because they didn't get any money for this movie i mean the only credit they got was based on characters created by mm. and so wolfman unsuccessfully sued marvel new line end time order for 35 million after the movie came out claiming he was not bound by a work for hire contract when he created the character in 72 so he got nothing mm. Um, but didn't he didn't get a credit? He got a credit for Blade for created by, uh, but he didn't get a credit for Blade Two or the uh, Blade TV series that came out on like TNN or Spike TV, whatever it was called. It was Spike at the time. Yeah, I, I remember that. I remember that TV show. I that, watched it, it after it was canceled, and it was uh, the the girl, and it was hot. That's all I'm gonna say. Yes, I I didn't know where it lined up within the continuity well it was kind of like a buffy tv like it took a buffy thing like where it kind of was related to the movie series but not really like inspired by it but it doesn't follow the same continuity right it takes place it's supposed to take place after trinity but there's things that really don't line up right right uh did you know that the script was written by goyer and jeff johns for a pilot of the pilot no there you go wow so i have some some cool stuff jeff johns actually wrote uh, like three episodes, four episodes. I'm surprised that has never come up before. There you go. I mean, if if we could, the, the show that. was canceled, so and it had 13 episodes that like two people saw. <laughs> I think we were the only ones that saw it. Yeah. Um, well, Jeff Johns did stuff on the Green Lantern movie, but so uh, Jeff Johns was quoted in Wizard magazine in 06 saying the network didn't want to cancel it. I just think Spike TV is still a young network. And the price it was costing to make, they just weren't able to do it. Uh, okay. I, wow. I can see it happening. It was a number one show on evening cable TV for men 18 to 34. So, well, duh. Well, well I mean, if the, but if they don't have the money for it, it's hard to yeah. produce it then. Yeah, especially if you're a young... Well, I mean, that was before Spike TV. Well, that was about the same time Spike TV was getting all that WWE money. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, back to the topic at hand. Blade and Wesley Snipes when he was killing it back in the day. Uh, just a cool action star. Funny, too. He was funny in this movie when, you know, he's the straight man, but he had some funny moments. Um, and Kiefer Southers, or Kiefer Southern, Kiefer, Chris Christopherson, there we go, <laughs> played his, uh, his partner in crime, his assistant, uh, Whistler, which he dies in the first one, but isn't he in the second one? Yeah, he's yes, brought back. He, yes, yeah. he's brought back because of uh, vampires. That's you right. find out that the vampires came in. After that's right. He that's right. Died, and they and they kept him around to harvest blood. That's right. And so Blade finds him in the opening of the movie and brings yeah. him back. Yeah, and he's cured gotta... him of his cancer, but don't do anything about his damn leg. Right. And uh, <laughs> he's got a new partner uh, who would, you know, later trade trade in the vampire hunting for zombie hunting in uh, Norman Reedus. Yep. Yeah, Norman Reedus was in two. Blade right. two, yeah. Uh, Ron Perlman, What too. was his name? Let's start with a Z or something. Xander? Like Zippy? <laughs> Zippy. Scud. His name was Scud. Scud! Scud. Okay, Scud. <laughs> Zippy. <laughs> oh, that's so, that's so good. Scud is just not much better. Zippy would have been better. No, when you when your name is Scud, you know that you're you know that that character is going to wind up being one of the evil ones at the end. Oh, Donnie Yen was in that movie. Yeah, he was. He was one of the Blood Pack members. 
Sure was. Oh, see, I need to go back and watch just all three of them. I liked, you know, again, I liked Trinity. Um, I did too. That that uh, gave us uh, Jessica Beale as Whistler's daughter. Well, she was already out there, but that was just more hotness. That is, yeah. Uh, and it and gave then, you ripped Ryan Reynolds. Yep, Ryan Reynolds was the best part of that movie. It was like proto Deadpool in this one. He just bulked like, the hell up for that movie. And Triple H. Yep, Triple yeah, H. Yeah, he played one of the one of the trios of, of vampires that With, we're at. Yeah. That we're after. He took uh, care of Parker Posey's uh, little dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and uh, Dominic Purcell. Don't forget Dominic Purcell from uh, from Prison uh, Break, and then of course Flash and Legends. Legend. What they call him, Draco, or Dracula. Drake. They called Drake. him Drake. That's what. Drake, it, no, yeah. no, they didn't call him Dracula. They called him Drake throughout the whole movie. Right. Right. There's a lot of people in this movie. Holy, I forgot Patton Oswalt. That's right. He was in that movie. Yeah, well, he famously talks about oh, yeah. Trinity the filming of it and how Wesley Snipes at that point like never took his sunglasses off, mm-hmm. refused to be on set. Um, that's why that's there are a lot of shots in that movie where Blade is in the room but not in the shot because right. he wasn't there during yeah. the filming. I do remember that, yeah. All the good stories came from uh, Patton Oswalt. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Good stuff. Patton Oswalt, we love you. He's great. He's just a good, good dude. Um, all right, back, back to the topic of hand again. See, we're gonna go off all over the place on this. It's just too easy. Um, uh, the cast we're talking about: Stephen Dorff as Deacon Frost. What'd you think of this bad guy? Could have been better. Really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. It... <laughs> you can't compare him to today's villains. I. That's what I am doing. Well, you, but you, you can't. can't. <laughs> Um, but other, I mean, otherwise it's a pretty cookie cutter villain. Wow. Okay. Johnny, what do you think? Uh, I thought, I thought he was good. I did too. I, I liked, loved, I liked him in it. I, I don't think he's anything special, but I no. think in a world where you're introducing, um, these comic villains, villains in your comic book movies, he, he served his purpose. Yeah. I thought, well, I, I, go ahead. And, and I know he, I know that, uh, Deacon Frost is a Marvel villain. Yep. You're, you're correct. <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen him before in the comics, but I know that he's from the comics. Sure. I don't think I don't think he's one that appears very much, if at all. I think he might have died in the comics at some point. He, again, got a like a major make, makeover uh, in the 90s, I think mostly from this movie. And he's older. He's much older in the comic books. Mm. Um, and I believe he's German. Um, if I see, I think I would have, I would have wanted a, a German. Well, that probably would have been bad. I liked the young version. I liked that he was rebelling against this council of vampires in this movie. Um, yeah, they're all old, old fogies, right? And he, and he sees the future. You know, it's things are gonna change, and you gotta be on board yeah. with change, or you're gonna die. Which. I d- they did. The linking him to the being the death of his mom was kind of. I didn't need that so much, but yeah, I guess that was dumb. I guess I kind of understand it, but it was. It didn't need to happen for sure. Um, well, and that and that twist comes out of nowhere. Yes. There's nothing teasing it. There's not. There, there's it's no not like he spent his life. She's still around. Right. He's not spent his life looking for the murder of his mother. Yeah. She just shows up, and I guess we're supposed to go. Oh, that's the mother. Yeah. yeah. Unless the, without but, that flashback, you'd ow. have no idea. Yeah, yeah, that was dumb. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, <laughs> the mom stuff. And, and remind me again, how was it that he was able to stand in the sun? He had like, it was like SPF one thousand. Yeah, he yeah, had a ton of. Yeah, yeah but he couldn't be out for very long. That scene... that, that <laughs> took away some of the some of what I thought was cool about the vampires. Yes. And, and what Blade unique? If you can, if everyone can just wear SPF one thousand. Right. Yeah, I didn't. That... I didn't like that so much. Just to kind of get that cool payoff of killing that dude. Like, uh, there's better ways of doing that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, overall, I liked Deacon Frost as a character. I love the name, by the way. I think, like, it's just a cool name. It's um, so cool. And, uh, I liked the the weird, like, the way they, they kind of, like, brand their humans with the, the, the logo on the back of their neck. And, you know, it's like mm-hmm. a DF. And I thought that was a cool touch with the, the branding there. The second, is the second one have, like, the blood bank things where they're putting all the bodies Yes. Okay. All right. I don't want to. Yes. Where they're where they're uh, ran by what they call the familiars. That's right. That's right. Yep. Familiars. That's the word I was looking for. 
Um, yeah, the policeman familiar in this movie that attacks the doctor at her, at her house. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, he played couldn't have killed him fast enough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and he was so, so charming. Yes. Uh, so the the the, the kind of the crutch for Blade in this is he needs these these uh, vaccines or what is it called? Uh, what is it? The serum. Um, serum. Yeah, to kind of prevent him from succumbing to the the, the blood lust, I guess is what you'd call it, um, and it's not working as much anymore. And that's kind of the MacGuffin of this doctor is she's going to develop a better one for him by the end of the movie or at the after the end of the movie, because she also offers a cure, and he was going to take it, but then he said, "Nope, the job's not done." And then you get your first uh, credit scene, kind of. <laughs> Uh, just an epilogue, really, more than a credit scene, but Blade confronting a vampire in Moscow. And at that time, that could have been the end of Blade. You know, we, you know, we had no idea of knowing there'd be mm-hmm. more. Um, again, pre-internet, uh, not many people I knew read Variety to know if Wesley Snipes was signed on for three Blade movies. Um, we didn't have that back then. Yeah, that. Yeah, that didn't happen. Right. So to hear now, that. Yeah. The, the serum. It, and correct me if I'm wrong. I, didn't she create an antidote or a cure? A cure. Yep. Because she had to do it first. Thinking about it taking was, it, it was then for she her. got bit. Yep. And so he gave it to her and cured her. And then she's like, "I can make another one." And he's like, "Nah, I love being a vampire." Yeah, because she said favorite. she said the the problem is you'd lose your strength, you'd lose all this stuff, and you probably would not be able to fight vampires anymore. Right. Mm. He said, "Hard pass on that." You'd be a, be a normal human. Right. I loved nearly killing you and draining you of blood an hour an hour ago. Um, yeah, because he did end up having to, to eat, uh, to drink from her to get his power back after she yeah. he was nearly yeah. drained by his mother. Ugh. The tra- drained by his mother. That's the worst sentence in the world. <laughs> yeah, I did feel dirty. I'm going to need another, sh- gonna need another shower. <laughs> Gross. Um... <laughs> Uh, so where, where does Blade stand up in the, the pantheon of comic book movies for you guys is, do you feel like this is the, the beginning of the comic book era? Um, it's, it's the beginning of the Marvel comic book era for sure. I don't know. That, then, I don't know that you need to separate it really. Cause Marvel didn't well, own it. It was an association with Marvel, right, right. like Marvel comics. Um, but like I, I, think without blade i don't well you say that we, we wouldn't have x-men well we wouldn't have the leather cladding x-men for sure <laughs> right um and then spider-man but i because th- these these films these films were successful they're not they're not oh uh, they're yes uh okay so real quick the uh the budget for blade one was 45 million the box office was 131 million uh, Blade yeah, Two, so not a flop. Blade Two was again still around uh, fifty million, fifty-four million box office, one fifty-five, and then Blade Three, sixty-five million, still only got ten million more dollars than the one before it, uh, and then mm. pulled in one hundred twenty-nine million dollars. Yeah, and these and these were all R-rated. Yeah, that's another uh, thing. Yeah, this was R-rated superhero film. Yeah, there are f bombs all over the place in this movie. Yeah, and very bloody. I just, I, yeah. <laughs> Especially a bloodbath. What about what about you, Johnny? <laughs> what does this stand for you as far as the uh, the comic book genre, movie genre? Um, I I think I think that it's a quality film for its time. Mm-hmm. I'd love to see you know a new interpretation, like a Netflix series. I think his yeah. character lends himself yeah. to, to Netflix or an R-rated movie um, standalone deal. But uh, but I mean, it, I I think the I I think that without Blade, the quality of superhero films or the um, the respect kind of boost to superhero films yeah the spike it i don't i don't think it would have happened as quickly i think it would have it would have taken longer but when that yeah. movie came out and it made okay money for the time and and it's based off of a comic book character that i mm-hmm. i think that at that point you know studios like fox and sony were like maybe we could do something like this right yeah. right cuz we're coming off a year after the campiest of campy comic book movies. And we were heading down a slippery slope. Like would we ever get a real good comic book movie again that took it seriously, that respected the material and it could have gone a different way. Cause uh, I mean, it just like, it's a comic book movie. The studios are like, whatever. It's just, these are guys running around in their underwear outside their pants. Who cares? (laughs) 
And, but I think this kind of set the tone for studios to say, maybe we could do this seriously. We can take this seriously. We can make it a, a, a tentpole movie. And mm-hmm. we can we can actually you know build a franchise around it one two and three um, uh, so yeah I, I do think this was the beginning of studios taking this this form of uh, storytelling seriously um, as far as adapting it to the theater um, and I think culturally it's significant because it was a black lead yes absolutely yeah, and I, I remember thinking that not thinking much of that be younger because you don't um, mm-hmm. but nowadays. This was this is a huge movie. Like you look at the Black Panther and all the all the talk about it around it, uh, and deservedly so. Uh, you look at Blade and Blade was the man. I mean, Blade was awesome, and you wanted him to kill as many white vampires as you could. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> he was just, Whoa! He was just he was just hardcore. He was badass. Like he was just a machine, a fighting machine, and uh, he's you know fighting with guns and swords and all kinds of. And he's a vampire, so it was it was just it was cool. So. My question to you is, uh, I have a list of the actors that were originally in line to play Blade and Whistler. Ooh, this would be good. So Marvel Studios originally developed the film as early as 92 when LL Cool J said he was interested in playing Blade. No. <laughs> and that's in the early 90s when Will Smith is, you know, the Fresh Prince and LL Cool J is like, I could do that. <laughs> yeah, that, no. I. Uh, I don't want. I don't need my blade singing. So, yeah, can you imagine a blade like video music video with LL Cool J singing a blade oh. a blade song? Mm-hmm. My head's my like, a shark's like a shark fan. There you go. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> my head uh, is like a shark fin. Oh man, one of the best. You know they don't do that anymore. I think me and me and uh, Kyle were talking about that recently. Oh, it's so disappointing. And I feel like every Will Smith movie should have a rap at the end. Yes. Will Smith and LL Cool J and Ice Cube should have a rap at the end where they sum up the plot of the the movie. The thing is, the Will Smith ones were always good. They were. The songs were. The movies might not have been, but the songs were really good. Wild 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 West West. was great. Yeah. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. The movie, terrible. The song, awesome. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And in Black Song was great. Bad, bad the Black music video was cool. Yeah, the two men in Black Songs were good. Yeah. Cuz he, oh, he did I think one. he did one for part 2. I don't think he did one for the third one. No. He didn't do one for the third one. No. But can you imagine like okay, so we, yeah, me and Kyle were talking about it with Spider-Man because the Spider-Man soundtrack had that Chad Kroger song. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah. Hero. And then right. <laughs> and then there was like this theme of all the superhero movies like Punisher and they had like they would have like the uh, the Nickelback or Chevelle song on the soundtrack that would be like the the, the number one. They song. had Evanescence for Daredevil. Evanescence. Yes, you're right. Yeah, yeah. That that was the big break well, for it Evanescence. Actually, it even goes back to um because I because I have these soundtracks to Batman Forever and mm-hmm. Batman and Robin. Like well, um, Seal, like, Kiss from a Rose. Yep, Seal. Um, you said you two, Smashing Pumpkins, Forever, Smashing Pumpkins on Batman, Batman and Robin. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, I can't remember the rest of them, but those are the ones that stick out the most. No, you're right. We go back to Prince and Batman. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, and then they don't do that anymore. It's kind of sad. They don't. The soundtracks are scores. They're not like actual songs, which I guess is okay. I mean, I get that. But uh, I think Iron, Iron Man had an ACDC. Uh, Iron Man had Iron Man Two had uh, that the whole uh, a whole ACDC album. Did it? Okay. Yeah. Like Avengers had a bunch of songs because I remember I got the like the soundtrack for free when I bought the Blu-ray or something like that. Yep, yep. Yeah, so that had. It like, had Soundgarden. Right. Fuel. Uh, uh, Iron Man Three had Imagine Dragons on it. Yeah. And I think that's it. I think Iron Man Three was the last one. There you go. See. It's well, sick. no, uh-uh. They did uh, Thor Ragnarok. Oh yeah. Was it on the CD? On the soundtrack, yeah. Okay, I'll play your I'm game. I'm pretty sure. Broke. He's looking at it. Double, I mean, you could double check. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> I am double checking as we as we continue. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, Blade would eventually go to New Line Cinema with David Goyer writing the script, and according to Goyer, New Line originally wanted to do Blade as something that was almost a spoof, before the writer said, "No, we're not doing that." Uh, okay. So when Goyer first pitched the Blade movie to New Line, they felt there was only three actors that could do the role: Wesley Snipes, and here's these other two, which. I'm not against either of these two. I don't think it would have been as actiony for the the character, because I think Wesley did a lot of his own stunts. Um, but Denzel Washington as Blade. Oh yeah. God, 
That would have been amazing. And he, I think, just came out in an interview and said, I would not be opposed to being in a Marvel or DC movie. I'm just throwing that out there. Um, and then such a big get if he was in. Oh, can you imagine? I don't even know. John Stewart. Yeah, as, as an as a well aged John Stewart. Right, right. Um, okay, so Denzel, and then the other one. Uh, this is you know a year or two before the Matrix. Lawrence Fishburne. Yeah. Yeah. Again, he's. I, I mean, he proved he could do the fight sequences in Matrix, but... Yeah. Um, but Goyer Snipes was the only one. Now, for Whistler, uh, did anybody see the Beastmaster movie? Hell yeah, I did. Yeah. I heard about Mark it. Mark Singer was originally the choice for Whistler, and that's the Beastmaster. He was recently <laughs> on, like, Flash or Arrow or something. I think he was on Arrow. <laughs> That'd have been great. <laughs> yeah, he was on Arrow. Oh, man. <laughs> Uh, and then finally, for Deacon Frost, this uh, there's two people. I don't know this other name. I'll have to look him up in a second. But this actor turned down the role of Deacon Frost because he opted to do Lethal Weapon 4 instead, and that is Jet Li. Ooh, Ooh really? There it is, the reaction I was looking for. Wow, okay. <laughs> that That's a... Uh, huh. Yeah. Right? How, how interesting would that fight sequence have been? That, that is. Oh. That would have been fantastic. Exactly. That would because, have been awesome. Yeah. Because uh, I was trying to think, like Jet Li and Wesley Snipes, they were in the Expendables three, but they've never fought each other. So that would have been an awesome fight. Yeah. I would have been down for that. Heck yeah. That would have been cool. It would have been pretty cool. I don't know how, because he has a lot of dialogue, and I don't think Jet Li knew English that well back then. Well, yeah. Well, when did the one came out? Because that was when he really started doing more movies where he had more speaking roles. Two thousand one, two thousand two, somewhere around okay. there. Yeah, yeah. He had a lot of a fair amount of dialogue in those in that movie. Yeah, I remember. Two thousand one was the one. I don't remember him speaking too much in uh, *Lethal Weapon* four. I remember seeing that movie, <laughs> but mm -hmm. Uh, mm -hmm. and then regretting seeing that movie. Oh no! <laughs> Danny Glover should have been Blade. There it is. That's the one. No, it should have been a white dude, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like Jason Statham or something. In blackface. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> Mel Gibson. <laughs> uh, okay, so yeah, this is the 20th anniversary. I highly recommend everybody go out and watch Blade this week or, you know, somewhere around there. I don't know if it's on streaming services. I own it, so I watch it that way. Um, I own it as well. But I own all three. Whoa, this guy bringing all the time. Oh, this guy. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, I own all the Blu-rays. Oh. oh, I didn't download it illegally like Dave did. Oh, I own them all on VHS, DVD, and Blu-ray. Oh, oh, oh. I actually and have the digital studio. on Voodoo. I've got the studio and rights. I stream it on Amazon. <laughs> all at the same time. <laughs> you son of a bitch. <laughs> uh, last thoughts about Blade before? I want to move on to a couple news articles before we close it out here. I would love to see Blade come into a Netflix show, maybe start him off on like Punisher, and then spin him off to his own thing. Yeah, I don't want him in the MCU movies, but I think a TV show would be fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't, or maybe even show up like if if they were ever to do like a sequel or like another season of the Defenders, maybe bring him in there. But I think he would work probably the best on Punisher. That would be a great way to introduce him if you're bringing him into Netflix and he is going to be a part of that universe is a Defenders 2 where the Defenders team up with Blade to fight vampires. Yeah. yeah. Or at least one episode, at least. Well, you could do the whole season, a whole 10 episodes or eight. Ep How many did they do for Defenders? Was it eight, eight. or 10? Eight. eight. Yep. A whole eight episode run where they find out vampires are in New York and they have to defend New York from vampires and Blade shows up and they team up with him. And then at the end... Blades Vampire like, versions you guys of the are hand. all right. Got it. Got Ooh, it. there you go. I'm so sick of the hand. No more hand. Oh, no, yeah, they got to move on from no that. Hand. They made me hate hand jobs. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Right. Foot jobs are just as good. You're not, you're ah, not... gotcha. Wow. The old, the old FJ. So I've been watching a lot of TMNT because of the foot. <laughs> yeah, I got <gotcha. laughs> you. All right, so yes, uh, check out Blade if you've never seen it before for all you millennials and younger types. It's definitely a good one to see uh, when you're old enough because it's R-rated. Make sure you're old enough and have your parents' permission. 
So uh, who could you guys see? Let's say let's say they take this idea that Kyle came up with on his own, where the mm -hmm. defenders team up with Blade in a season two and fight vampires. Who could you guys see playing Blade? Oh boy, that's tough. Um, Put us on the spot there, Johnny. Johnny on the spot. <laughs> Uh, that's a that's a very valid question, sir. Um, I I can only think of Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I just I honestly, I'm trying to think of a good young uh, like black actor that that would fit the role. Oh, boy, I've I've seen and I don't, I it wouldn't happen. I think he's too big. Um, but uh, but I I've seen a lot of people say John Boyega could do it. I could see him playing Blade. Um, another guy who I think is too big to, to take the role would be Michael B. Jordan. I think he'd be great. Oh, yeah, there you go. Blade. That's a good one, yeah. Yeah. I approve of that message. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, yeah, I would like to see I li I'd like to see John Boyega take on the role. <sighs> I think John... Yeah, I think John Boyega could. He's he's the one now who I picture when when uh, when I'm thinking about what you know what could we do. Were you thinking about being lonely I think John in, in the bathtub together? <laughs> <laughs> no. Who was uh, the guy that played him in the in the TV show? Ah, uh, he was like uh, some rapper. Because he wasn't bad. No, he no, wasn't he was all right. Yeah, terrible. He could do it. You could. I mean, they wouldn't. They wouldn't no, bring him in. They'd no. recast it completely. They'd probably go younger. Who was that? Who was the actor? I had it up. I'm I looking it up. Closed it. I'll let you do that. Um, was it Ti? No, Ti. No, it wasn't Ti. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So jumping it in. It was Kirk. Sticky fingers. That's it. Sticky <laughs> fingers. Sticky fingers. <laughs> Sticky fingers with his. Yeah, rappers. They be Joe oh, That's who that was. They be crazy. All right, uh, real fast here. We're gonna run through just some quick headlines and then close us out here. Uh, the CW has set the dates for the Flash Arrow Supergirl annual crossover. Uh, it doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. Uh, so Supergirl is going to air on Sunday nights this year, but for this event, the Flash is going to be on Sunday night, December 9th. Okay. All right. And then um, Arrow on its normal night will be on December 10th. Uh, 8, 7 Central, Monday. And then Supergirl will be on Tuesday, December 11th, 8, 7 Central. So they flipped Flash and Arrow, or Flash and Supergirl just for this event. Yeah, it, it's got to do something with the story. Has to be. I guess. <laughs> um, Just don't do a crossover this year. No, do a crossover. I don't know. <laughs> uh, Alright. Brent... Legends aren't even going to be in it. Right. I know. Right. Don't even get me started. <laughs> so, uh, Supergirl season four had originally cast Brent Spiner uh, to be the vice president of the United States in season four, but he has had to bow out uh, just three weeks after that was announced for uh, other gigs or other scheduling issues. Uh, so now Bruce Boxleitner from the from Tron fame, Tron, yeah. uh, also Babylon Five and NCIS, uh, will be taking his place. So he is joining other new additions like Rona Mitra, who is playing Mercy Graves. Uh, Robert Baker, I don't know, is playing Mercy's brother, Otis Graves. <laughs> Otis. Uh, Otis. And then Sam Witwer is playing Agent Liberty, who is our villain, our main antagonist for the season, uh, who is actually a good guy in the comic books. Um, and then Nicole Maines, who will play television's first transgender superhero, Dreamer. So there you go. Dope. And then uh, in Bond news, James Bond, uh, Bond 25, Danny Boyle is no longer directing the movie. So he has left the franchise. He probably really wanted Idris Elba. I uh, I'd love Idris Elba as James Bond. I think I think we all would. I'd love it. I don't need I don't need all this action that that Daniel Craig brings. And and that's great. That's a great version of Bond. Mm -hmm. But I'm ready for a new, more suave, sophisticated, not as brawlery Bond. You know, give me more gadgets. Let me let me let me see him think his way out of a situation. Yeah, yeah. Some more uh, brain power. Holy shit! I didn't even think about it. Daniel Kaluuya from oh, Get Out. He yeah. could be Blade. Yeah, there you go. Oh, He'd yeah. be a great Blade. Yeah, you're right. Or um, Chadwick Boseman. Well, well... <laughs> yeah, yeah, bring in Chadwick Boseman. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? Sure. <laughs> he could do it. Uh, all right, so... Don Sheedle. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Bring back uh, the original uh, Rhodey. Oh, Terrence Howard. Yeah, Terrence Howard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, all right. So Tim Miller, the original uh, Deadpool director and writer, I think. Um, or no, just director. Well, uh, he contributed to the script. Yes, yes. Uh, his original Deadpool 2 script would have featured Fantastic Four cameos. Yep. Dumb. And that's... No, it actually, it actually would have been. I, they... I saw the pictures or the yeah. They, I saw them too. They look like actual Fantastic Four, except for Human Torch. But yeah, yeah, got, well, I like the red. The red, I yeah. The red was cool. No, oh, no, it's just not the blue. He would be the one that would be different. You know, he'd want to have his own brand. Yeah, yeah. that's that's well, and he had and he's had a red costume in the comics yes. before. Yes, you are correct, sir. Yeah, I'd I, be, well, then. I did like the thing with the cigar. I thought that looked pretty cool. I thought that was cool. And this nice khaki cargo. I mean pants. they. They looked cool, yeah. But that movie was so bad. I don't want to ever see those actors Sadly, play the yeah. roles again. All great actors too, which is just the weirdest yeah. thing. It's just, it's just how it works, I guess. You know. Well, it, the problem is they weren't great actors in that movie, right? And that's right. not their fault. Could have been a chemistry. Could have been just the script wasn't there for mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Damon Lindelof's Watchmen has been given a series order over at HBO and will start in 2019. I'm excited for this. Um, I'm excited to see what they do with it. Yeah, yeah, me too. I want to see what they if it's he a reimagining or well, if it's here, a continuation. Here, here it is. Lindelof calls it a remix of the original story. So there you go. Ooh. So it's <laughs> it's just doing the original story again on in in serial serial form. So are yeah. you gonna are they gonna potentially tell the story but from a different perspective, not from the superhero perspective? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, I think you're gonna see the murder storyline and that that mystery. Mm-hmm. And I just don't know what, you know, how you're going to see it. I mean, the cast is phenomenal. Have you seen this cast? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The cast is really good. I, I remember all the bitching, too, when the, oh. when the, when the, um, the characters were released. Yeah. And even though they had great, well, the characters came out before the actors were cast, right? Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. And that got so much hate because they're like, it's not even Night Owl. <laughs> right. What, what, what the hell? I want Rorschach. Um, if they tell the story, of the of the comic but from a different perspective you could get little cameos like you could get that scene where the police raid the building and bring in yes, Rorschach and yes. that's the only cameo you get of Rorschach is them taking him down like that that'd be pretty cool actually I'm down for it yeah I'm excited to see where they go I'm I'm I mean, I'm, a, I'm a fan of Lindelof um I don't know why I got real weird there when I was saying it but uh, I like Lindelof I think he does good work so we'll see we'll see 2019 um and then finally uh, all you Guardians of the Galaxy fans out there with your petitions can stop. Disney is not bringing back James Gunn. He will not be rehired for Guardians Volume 3. Well, according to Variety, Disney hasn't released an official statement. True, true. Right. right. But Disney, they're reporting that Disney and Marvel are, are standing firm in their decision to not rehire him. For Guardians 3. Maybe 4. Who knows? <laughs> well, and he could be a ghost contributor, too. I mean, he doesn't have to well, be the official He could. Director. The story could be done. I mean, he might have written the story already, so. Variety, again, is saying that they'll still use his script. There you go. But I but... want to see what Disney's going to do with Dave Bautista, like, smack-talking them all over Twitter if he sells a job. Yeah, he's pretty ballsy. Well, well, according to Batista now, the absence of the script would cause him to be a deal breaker, not Gunn himself. Well, but he referred to the studio as Trump. Right, right. After the yeah. after they after that Variety article came out, <laughs> and that's 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 mean. It's it's a <laughs> that's little. Low. Yeah, it's not <laughs> accurate either. <laughs> I just. I, I don't know. Um, all right, so that is going to do it uh, for the news and uh, our Blade episode. I hope you enjoyed it. It was kind of a last-minute idea. I realized it was the 20th anniversary and said, let's do that. That's fun. Mm-hmm. And it was uh, good to reminisce about the good old days, the 90s, the late 1990s, the late even. 1990s. Good stuff. You know, one last thought on it. Yeah. And 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 maybe I'm wrong because I can't remember. You know, it's been a while since I've seen them. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like I remember the stories pretty well, but... I don't remember a time in the movies when him being black was a plot point or a source of contention for any character. It wasn't brought up. Right. It wasn't like, hey, who's this black guy fighting all these vampires? Yeah, and no, it was. There was, was nothing just about that. Blade. It was, yeah, it was and just 
a Wesley Snipes movie. And that's fantastic. Like I love, I love that that happened in the '90s. It's almost like it skirted under the radar. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't. I was with you, Dave, when I was young. When I saw it, I didn't even think, "Oh, it's a black guy." Right. Like now, it's talked about so much that you almost can't help yourself when when a character is announced and you go, "Oh, good, they're getting some color in there." Right. Like, right. That that's just you know that's society now and that's Hollywood because it's kind of been pushed to that point where they're underrepresented. Mm-hmm. Um, but how great was that? That that just came out. It was good. It was organic. It was fun, yep. And it wasn't a plot point. Right. It was just this is the movie. This is this guy. He's our he's our hero. Let's go. I like it. I loved it. Yeah. You didn't even think about it. You were just in it, and that's it. You're just going along for the ride. I mean, you got to think about it these days. You you do have to. It's because it's a reality, right? That 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 that, that um, you know that there's still for there are still forms of oppression and prejudice. Mm-hmm. So you you have to keep that in mind, and and it, and so it's always on your mind, almost. Right. Um, but it was it's I think that it's kind of cool when it's when it's not a big plot point, when it's just this is the character. We don't need to talk about him because right. you don't. When you make a movie about a white superhero, you don't talk about the fact that he's white. <laughs> right. Right. He's just a superhero. Yep. Yeah. Um, but I guess it is different for, you know, for those, uh, for you know, for other people who are black or who are, uh, you know, waiting for the first big Puerto Rican superhero movie to come out. Right. To, to see that representation. representation. Yeah, exactly. Yep. You're right. All right. And on that, that note, a uh, happy note, as it were, uh, we're going to close out this show. Thank you so much for listening. Do us a favor. Rate, review us on iTunes or you know what? Just tell a friend. Uh, tell a friend you enjoyed this episode and steer them on over our way to AtomicKingdom.com or just on iTunes or Google Play or Stitcher or wherever you hear, you hear these fine, fine broadcasts. Um, if you want to reach us on social media, we are all over the place. Facebook, Instagram. You're going to want to follow Instagram while we're at Wizard World. You'll see some cool stuff there for sure. Uh, we'll try to check in with some Facebook Live stuff as well while we're there. Um, but at Atomic Kingdom for all of that good stuff, Twitter and all that. Um, but if you want to reach us individually... Kyle, go ahead. Oh, you can follow me at KyleCross89 on Twitter, and you can also listen to me on the Legends TV Talk podcast. Johnny? I am on Twitter at Johnny Wellens. Super easy. Beautiful. There you go. Yep. Uh, that's all we got for you this week. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with a little roundup of Wizard World, and uh, I'm sure we'll just do a geek out. We'll just chat about you know what's going on in the geek world. So, boys, gentlemen, thank you for listen, uh, joining me. Excuse me. Yeah, no problem. <laughs> yeah, Glad thanks. to be here. And listening. Uh, and, uh, yeah, we'll be back. Thanks for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye.